We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's July 6th, it's 2023. We have six baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast, joined by my buddy Keith Eister. Eyes 819 Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much, just uh, watching these baseball games here as we're recording. Pablo Lopez with an absolute gem. Um, of course, he was the chalk of the slate as well. So I'm a little bit underweight on Pablo. I went overweight on on Justin Steele and Mike Soroka. Neither of them quite did what I needed them to do. So we'll see. We're fighting an uphill battle, uh, but we'll see if we can get something across the finish line. Yeah, I did. I actually kind of did the same thing. I was uh, I went Pablo Lopez on one of three. I mean, his projected ownership was just through the roof, and yeah. it was a fantastic spot. Like I am. Not one bitch surprised that Lopez dominated Kansas City. We talked about it on the podcast yesterday. We talked about him being, you know, him and Steele being the top two pitchers. Um, but, yeah, I, I took the Steele side because I thought the ownership was going to be lower, and it was. Um, 
it didn't work out today, but you feel good, right? Like you make the, yep. you make like an ownership, like tournament decision. And you're like, I got the ownership, right. And Lopez had the, the ceiling game that I was kind of concerned about him having. Um, <laughs> right. So, I mean, I went overweight. I had Alec Barsh on two of my three teams to play bats, um, played a Cincinnati stack that I talked about on the podcast yesterday, played an Atlanta stack. Uh, both of those teams did well. It's just, I mean, they don't, neither one of them had Lopez. Um, and when you have a pitcher score 50 at 50 plus percent ownership, it doesn't <laughs> matter what your pitchers do or hitters do. Um, you're playing catch up in that scenario. So I am ready to move on um, to this nice little six gamer. I was telling Keith before we got rolling, I was like, hey, man, you know, you're filling in today. I appreciate you filling in. And it's nice because, you know, you, you almost always get those like 12, 13, 14, 15 game slates. <laughs> like, this is a walk in the park for you here. Yeah, I'm on I'm on Mondays and Friday or Tuesdays and Fridays a lot, and most of those are are full slates. So the the six gamer here is a, a nice little adjustment. Don't mind filling in on those at all. Should be a, a nice quick one here. All right, we're gonna get into it. What's up, YouTube? Hope everyone's having a fantastic Wednesday night. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page over there on youtube <laughs> um help us out you know all those subscribes um always helped out so appreciate everyone that's subscribed here over the last couple of months and um up over 600 so the goal to get to a thousand by the end of the year looks like it's reachable and um couldn't do it without all of you um so i appreciate you all let's get into it baltimore at new york is where we get started nine total orioles a 118 favorite bradish and severino facing off against each other Dude, speaking of pitchers that pitch really well, um, Kramer had a game on Wednesday night. Like, I think he had 10-plus strikeouts, right? He was he was doing his thing against the Yankees. Um, any interest here in Bradish at 7,200? I, I do. I have a ton of interest in him. Um, he's also had a really good season. As far as, like, point-per-dollar options go, I think he's in the conversation for my favorite on the slate. Um, he's only 7,200. This Yankees lineup strikes out plenty. Obviously, going into Yankee Stadium, there's a little bit more risk for home run here. Um, but he's got an, a, an average strikeout rate right around 23%. He's limited the walks this season. He still struggles with power a little bit, which the Yankees have some of. Um, but I mentioned the strikeouts. I think there's upside here at 7,200 for sure. I, I will have quite a bit of Bradish. Yeah, I mean, I I think this is a spot that the strikeouts are there. He's been pitching really well over seven strikeouts in four of his last five starts. Um, some good strikeout matchups there, but some tough teams as well. The Yankees lineup. There's a lot of strikeouts here. I mean, if you're pitching well against them, you know, you can have a good game. So definitely don't mind Bradish in this spot. Um, any interest in Severino on the other side of this game? Boy, the, the price is 6,900. It's, it's a nice price, but, I just I don't think I can do it. The guy is very clearly not right. Seven earned in his last time his last time out against St. Louis. Nine total runs. The strikeouts are not there. The controls all over the place. I, I need to see it a couple of times out from Severino. If it was a better matchup, maybe I'd be willing to jump on board and just believe in the talent a little bit. But against this Baltimore team, we have other options. I definitely prefer Bradish on the other side. There's even a couple of other options even down in this range on this smaller slate. I don't think I need to mess around with Severino until I until I know he's right. Yeah, I mean the price is intriguing, but he just really hasn't pitched well. Um I can't remember the last time he pitched well. So 
uh, maybe last year. But his strikeouts are way down. The ISO's way up. The Woba's way up. Um, the line drive rate's way up. Like hard hits way way up. I mean, just not everything you don't want to see. Um, <laughs> right. you know. So I actually kind of like the Baltimore bats in this spot. You know, still in Yankee Stadium, that short porch and right, getting Henderson, Rutschman, Santander, O'Hearn, Mullins, Hicks, even like. Um, I think all, any of these left-handed bats against Severino, uh, really any of the bats to crack the lineup, I think I'm going to have some interest here in um, Baltimore. And we should note that, um, was it Kowser got called up? Um, yep. Made his debut on Wednesday night. I ended up playing him a little bit. He was like 10, 12% owned in three entry and single entry stuff. But I think it was more being 2K and uh, he's 2K again. So, um, he had a good game. I think he put up like nine fantasy points. He had a hit and um, yep. they get an RBI walk run scored, something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, make made his debut. And I mean, it all, everything I've kind of read is Austin Hayes could be back, but I mean, with him getting called up, maybe we see Hayes go on the IL um, or maybe, maybe O'Hearn gets the DFA. Uh, we'll see. But, um, definitely interested in a 2K hitter in Yankee Stadium, especially being left-handed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this Baltimore lineup is is loaded with young talent. I hope Kowser's back in there. I'm, I, I'm, I would be happy to jump back on that again. It's kind of that it's like the week before the All-Star break, right? So teams yep. get a little bit of a discount in this IL situation here. They can put a guy on the IL for the last few games here before the All-Star break, and then they get the whole week off basically for the All-Star break. It makes a lot of sense. Um, to get guys who are banged up a little bit, a nice, solid, almost two weeks of rest, and they only miss like three or four games. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them put Hayes on the IL and Kowser to be back in there today. O'Hearn did homer on Tuesday night, so I don't – yeah, he struggled a little bit. I don't mind him, though, at 3,600 if he's in the lineup. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine chasing power there. Um, Rutschman and Mullins and all their big bats, Henderson – I this Baltimore stack just sets up really well because you can pay up for a couple of the premium bats. You can go down for some of these cheap guys. Hicks is 2,700. I know he's had his struggles. He's been a little better with Baltimore, still only 2,700. If he's in there, I don't mind that. Um, Westberg is a, a nice prospect. They called up. He's 3,200 and can fill second base. So I really like the way this, uh, the way this Orioles team sets up against Severino, especially with a lot of lefties and some cheap pricing here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Baltimore stack for sure in this spot. Severino is a guy that's really struggled this year. Um, I think we see a decent amount of ownership in that Red Sox game um, just in general. So, yeah. And then, I mean, as far as the Yankees bats go, man, I, I don't know, Keith. <laughs> they they seem um, – I don't know. Um, you want to play Torres – but then you look at like his recent numbers and you're like, eh, he had a good game. Was it yesterday? Um, but that's really like his like ex- explosion game over the last month or so. I don't love the Yankees, man. Um, I know they can score five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten runs. Um, maybe a stack only situation for me. I don't think I'm playing one offs here. Yeah, I definitely prefer the Bradish side of this matchup just with the Yankees no judge makes a ton of difference here for this lineup. Like he's just such a presence in the, in the order without him. It's just not near as threatening. Um, their big bats have been struggling a little bit. Stanton since coming off the IL Rizzo's had a down year. Um, Torres has been okay, but like you said, struggling a little bit. Volpe has been the guy who's kind of been hitting a, a, a lot better here recently. Um, he's, he's up to 3,400. Maybe I have one or two stacks if I'm building a 20 entry. Um, I've been doing that the three dollar one fifty at times too this week. Um, if I'm doing that again, I definitely have a couple Yankee stacks, but definitely not one of the teams I'm I'm targeting a ton on this slate. I, I definitely prefer the Bradish side of this. Um, moving on. Hey, speaking of that game, Texas at Boston. This game is currently at ten total. The Rangers are a one forty favorite. We have Eovaldi and Crawford facing off against each other. Nathan Eovaldi, he's been super hit or miss this season. Um, any interest in Eovaldi against the Red Sox? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough park, but he's familiar with it. He spent some years with Boston, obviously. Um, I don't love how left-handed Boston can get against him, but it's a really solid pitcher. A little bit overpriced, I would say, just going in into Boston. Fenway Park is one of the best hitters parks in, in baseball. But he's certainly in play. I mean, as far as like the top range, you like Urias is not fully stretched out. Kirby gets Houston. Like none of the pitchers are, are perfect, and I'm not exactly sure who's starting for Houston. Um, I've seen Framber, but we'll when we'll talk. We'll discuss that when we get to it. Um, Eovaldi's in play for sure. I just I don't love the spot for him. Boston doesn't strike out a ton. It's a tough park. Um, home run risk is elevated here for him. Um, yeah, I mean, gosh, I, I want to play a little bit. I think, um, he's not my favorite pitcher, but I mean, honestly, I don't really have like a favorite pitcher on this slate. Like, I don't have a guy that I'm like, Hey, I'm going to play that guy three out of three. Um, I mean, if anything, the closest guy to that is, is probably Bradish. (laughs) So, um, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I might have some Eovaldi, um i'll probably play him on at least one of three teams just because like look at the overall ceiling today of pitchers i mean that that just says a lot so um i don't want to play crawford on the other side of this game though cutter crawford's in a in a tough matchup and the rangers are probably the top stack on the slate today i'm a little more interested than you um just because of his price and i don't know how much salary we're going to need to save here with pitching 
like there, there's always value bats. We just talked about Baltimore and a couple of 2K guys you can play there. So it's it's generally easier and you get more upside by saving with the bats. Um, it's a very risky spot, but Crawford's been decent this season. Um, above average strikeout rate, his walk rate's down at 5%. Really tough matchup against Texas, which I don't love, obviously. And they're getting the ballpark upgrade going into Fenway. I do prefer the Texas side of this, but small slate. If Crawford's low owned, I don't mind a couple of deterrent shots on him. I hope it doesn't work out for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I love Texas today. Um, I mean, I would assume this is a, a ballpark upgrade from Texas ballpark to Fenway. I mean, Garcia, Young, Simeon, Lowe, Seager. Seager is one of the top hitters on the entire slate today, in my opinion. So um, I love, 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 love this spot for the Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, they've been one of the best offenses in baseball. Even if I throw a couple of Crawford lineups out there, I definitely prefer the Texas side here. Um, Seager, 6400 a big price to ask. But in Fenway, love this ballpark upgrade. I'll play the righties, too because Fenway is such a, a home run friendly power friendly park for righties with the monster there and left short, short left field. Um, so Simeon Garcia, young, all, all op- awesome options. Low is only 4,600. Um, yeah. I mean, certainly because it's in Fenway park here, you have to have interest on both sides. Red Sox bats. I mean, one of the problem, um, one of the problems that I look at here uh, with the Evaldi is just, there is upside in the Red Sox lineup in general. You know, we see it day in, day out, you know, low strikeouts, a lot of, a lot of top end power, a lot of good hitters just in general. Evaldi, I mean, he's someone that definitely has struggled more with lefties this year, I feel like, um, than in years past. But yeah, I mean, I don't mind Yoshida, Duran, Devers, uh, Verdugo. I don't know if I play a lot of David Hamilton. He's just been kind of a low power, high strikeout guy. Um, so it's top half for me when I'm looking at the Red Sox bats here. Yeah. The Devers price at 4,900 is like, that's too low for the talent. I know he's, he's struggled a little bit here, but dude's still hitting for power. Um, like it's just too cheap for him, even against a pitcher like you Evaldi, I love that price for Devers. I don't know if I full stack here. It's a small slate. So I'm, I might have a couple if I end, end up entering 150, um, but Eovaldi is still a, a fantastic pitcher, just a tough spot for him. And I'm, I'm worried about his upside more than I'm worried about him just getting absolutely blown up. So probably more of a mini, mini stack or looking for home runs, I think is my favorite way. Devers, Yoshida would be the two Duvall you can throw in there as well. Um, I think, I think I'm hun- home run hunting more than I'm stacking here. Duran, if he hits lead off again, um, He's someone that at 3,200 would just be a nice value um, salary saver type play hitting lead off at 3,200. Um, so don't, I just wanted to throw his name out there too. Kansas city at Cleveland. This game is currently at a nine total. The guardians are 200 favorites. We got Lyles assuming Lyles pitches. It sounds like he'll pitch. And then Tanner Bibby uh, pitching for Cleveland. Let's go Jordan Lyles first. I mean, I am, I mean, one of the first peoples that are people that say that it's okay to pick on Cleveland, but I don't know if we pick on them with Jordan Lyles. I, I definitely do not recommend that. Jordan <laughs> Lyles might be the worst starting pitcher in, in baseball at this point. 
he's had a, an absolutely awful year. He gives up a ton of hard contract contact, has the home run problem. Cleveland, not a team that's going to hit a ton of home runs, but they, they might hit a couple here off Jordan Lyles. I mean, Bybee is another guy that I really like on this slate. Obviously, yeah. we know Kansas City is one of the worst offenses. He's been pitching good. We've seen the strikeouts kind of go up and down depending on the matchup, but, I mean, this is a matchup where I feel like you can be pretty confident in his strikeouts. Um, I mean, I have no no reason not to play him, and like I said, he's probably a top three pitcher on the slate for me today. Yeah, he is for me as well. And I think it's really easy. If you go by B. Bradish, you have a lot of money to spend up on bats. Um, so I, that's why I, I'm a little lukewarm on the top range of pitching today. Um, just because I love the, the by B. Bradish com- combination so much. Hopefully that's not the, the chalk combo and people are paying up a little bit more. But I love this spot for him. Kansas City strikes out a ton, especially against right-handed pitching. Um, you've got Cleveland, which is a nice pitcher's ballpark as well. So Really like Bybee in the spot. He, 8700 perfectly fair price for um, what he's done this season and how good this matchup is for him. Uh, any Kansas City bats? I mean, you can always play Witt and Perez. That's probably the extent of my interest is just trying to find a home run there. Um, not stacking against Bybee. He's, he's been a really solid guy, even though he's a, a young rookie with little experience. He's He's been really solid this season, so... Don't think I'm stacking Kansas City. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) And like even going on to like the Cleveland side of things, like Josh Naylor is dealing with like a wrist injury right now. Um, I mean, awesome spot for Jose Ramirez if you have 6K and you want to play him as a one-off. I mean, I probably... The thing is, like too, is they just get so much ownership and they're not a good offense. Um my favorite bat is probably like Bo Naylor um, at 2,600 at catcher. Um, but overall, man, I, I hope Cleveland's chalky again. I just, I love fading this team. Man, I, I'm afraid they are going to be chalky. I hope they're not because I, I really love this spot for them. Oh, I just, if they're not I chalky, no... it's Jordan Lyles. I'm in. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a, a fantastic spot for them. And they're a very difficult team to stack because the power is non-existent basically outside of Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez is probably my favorite bat on the entire slate, but the pricing outside of him is super cheap as well. So I think you're right. I think they're going to get some ownership here. Um, I'm still probably playing into some of it just because I love the upside here against Lyles guys that don't love to play. Like Josh Bell is very much in play because he can get a hold of one against Lyles. Um, Will Brennan, another lefty is 2,700. Love the Bo Naylor call. Phil's catcher at 2,600. Um, Jimenez and Rosario's prices have come down. They're now 4k and 3,800. I don't mind them at all. Quan is only 4,100. Like these, they earlier in the year, they were priced up around like 4,500 and above. Now it seems like they're all in that 3,500 to 4k range. And like, it's just a really bad starting pitcher. So we'll see what ownership looks like, but I, I really like the spot for Cleveland. No, I did not. Derek say I am <laughs> playing Lyles. If Cleveland is chalky, um, I will, Gladly just fade Cleveland if Cleveland is chalky. I'm not playing Jordan Lyles. He stinks. I mean, they should hit him. But hitting him and having ceiling is two different things. Um, Jose Ramirez might hit two home runs, and that might be the only, like, home run production you get from this team because there's just not a ton of power. 
And I mean, they could score seven, eight runs in this game and still not be enough for tournaments. Um, they are cheap. That helps their cause. But who are you paying up for today? I mean, it's not like we're paying up for like two stud pitchers and we need Cleveland's value. Um, yeah. All right. Moving on. He tried to get me. I, I saw him. In there. <laughs> I saw him. In there. I thought, I thought that's what you were saying at first too. Uh, but then no. I quickly realized you're like, nah, well, I, I'm, I'm interested in Cleveland. If you, if they're low owned is what you were saying. Yeah, I am. Um, it, it really just comes down to ownership. So Seattle at Houston. We know Kirby's pitching. I've looked everywhere, and I have not been able to find who Astros are starting today. Um, let's it's talk- not confirmed anywhere. Yeah. Um, but just a shout out for the for our projections team. Um, Napster Man does an awesome job with lineups the day before, and he's got he's got Framber in there right now, and that's kind of what I'm assuming is the case. I don't know exactly what the situation is surrounding why there's confusion on the rotation but just for what it's worth um napster man has has framber valdez in there for them um it was an ankle injury but i just i okay he i see the report that says he will start um thursday against mariner so um it's an ankle injury to be determined as far as like pitcher it might just be more concerned about the ankle than anything else um so probably why we don't have a lineup yet um Definitely helps the pitching slate a little bit with Valdez pitching. Um, but we're going to talk Kirby first. Let's talk Kirby. Um, thoughts on Kirby going up against Houston? Yeah, I mean, I just I love the talent of George Kirby. I wish there were some more strikeouts here. Um, he's not quite at that 10K level. He's 9,600, and he's going to be a little bit below average on the strikeouts generally. Um, he does occasionally pop off. He has one 10 strikeout game at least this year. And he's got a couple other nines as I'm scrolling through the game log here. But the dude just does not walk anybody. Uh, he has 100 pitches in, in the chamber if he needs them. But he he can generally go seven innings without even approaching that number. So he's going to go deep in this game here. I'm not as scared of Houston as we have been in years past. Um, I'm a big fan of George Kirby, so... It's going to be ownership dependent for me on how much I get. Um, if, if people are going Eovaldi and, and Kirby's coming in lower own, I'm happy to pivot to Kirby and, and go well over the field on him. Yeah, um, I'm hoping he goes overlooked here just because he's got a tough quotation marks for anybody that's not watching um, YouTube. I think the matchup against Houston's overrated at this point. Um, yep. I, I keep I keep saying it. They're so right-handed heavy and they just cannot go lefty against pitchers and kirby is a guy that could go out and strike out eight or nine right-handed hitters in this lineup even on with their lower strikeouts so i have interest in kirby for sure um valdez makes this slate so much more interesting um seeing a couple places that definitely have him as a starter so it's probably again it's probably more ankle related than anything else if he's good to go um his strikeout rate's up this year. It's 26%. His walk rate's at under 6%. He's still generating 58% ground balls. Like, this is a high strikeout Seattle team. I mean, they strike out a lot more against right-handed pitching than they do against left-handed pitching. But, I mean, it's still 26%. Talk to me here about Valdez. Yeah, I, if it is Valdez, he's going to be pretty popular, I think. Um, and I think that just pushes Kirby's ownership down. The, the conversation at the 10 K range between Eovaldi Valdez and, and Kirby 
and I'll throw Arias in there too, but um, it's very interesting to me. Um, I, if I had to rank them right now, it's probably Valdez, Kirby, Eovaldi, Arias, but ownership is going to play into how, how I spread my exposure among that group. Um, I think Valdez is probably the most talented, like real life pitcher in the group. Love the matchup against Seattle. They strike out a ton, like you mentioned. And Valdez is capable of going out there and, and striking out 10. So tons of upside. If he's going to be 40% owned and Kirby's going to be 20% owned, that's going to affect my decisions, though. So going to just have to see how ownership projections shake out. I, I am on board with Kirby and Valdez for sure and, and happy to go over the field on whichever is lower owned. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I think Valdez being on this slate, assuming he's going to go again, making sure, um, definitely bumps down my thought process a little on Eovaldi. Um, I would definitely prefer Valdez over Eovaldi. Strikeout matchups better. Um, yep. So with Valdez being on the slate, Probably gets me off of Eovaldi. Uh, bats in this game, Any jump? anything jumping off the page to you here for Seattle? No, I mean, two really good pitchers, so don't think that I need to go here. Um, Valdez is just an awesome ground ball pitcher. Very hard to put up a big inning against um, with his ground ball ability. He has some above-average strikeout ability as well, so don't think I'm even chasing home runs here. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's such a tough home run <laughs> to chase <laughs> on the Houston side of things. I mean, Altuve's banged up right now. Um, this, this really seems like with the oblique injuries that we've seen this year, just an, an insane in amount that we've seen this year. Um, all-star breaks next week. I would be shocked if Altuve doesn't go on the 10 day IL kind of what Keith was talking about. I talked about it in depth yesterday as well. I would be shocked if Altuve doesn't go on the IL here. Um, so that's one other bat out of this lineup. That's just a good bat. I mean, they shut down Brantley. He was struck. He was hurting. Um, I mean, I just, it's so hard for me to play Houston. I mean, maybe a little bit of Tucker chasing a home run, but I mean, he's so expensive that I don't even know if I need to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not stacking against Kirby because of, of that walk rate. Um, It'd be chasing home runs would be the primary reason I'm playing Houston bats. I probably don't even get to a mini stack of them. One-off power is where I'm looking. Bregman, I guess, is okay at 4,400. 
Abreu at 3,300. There's just, there's not a lot of talent left in this lineup when you take um, Alvarez and Altuve out of it. So um, Pena's 3,900. I guess the price is kind of getting to a level where he's playable. He feels shortstop. Um, I don't know. It, I'm looking for home runs here would be the only thing. All right. We have New York Mets, Arizona Diamondbacks. This game is currently at a 10 total. Um, Diamondbacks are 130 favorite. Nelson and Carrasco um, will note that Marte sat Wednesday. He's dealing with like a lower back soreness. Um, so we'll see if he's back in the lineup or not. Uh, any interest here in Carrasco at 5,300? He is extremely cheap, but I just I do not play pitchers against the Diamondbacks. They they don't strike out. They're they're loaded with talent. I just I like this offense. It's very similar to the Boston offense, and they just don't strike out enough. And I I definitely dock DFS pitchers when when they're in a matchup with them. Arizona has even more upside than than Boston in my opinion. Massive ballpark downgrade for Carrasco going out to Arizona. He's cheap. But he's he's struggled too much, and I just I hate this matchup for him. Dude, Arizona is not a team I want to play good pitchers against. Right, Carlos Carrasco is not good anymore. Hate to tell him. <laughs> um, I'll tell him though if he if he wants to. <laughs> tell anybody who knows Carrasco, tell him to come hang out anytime. Um, I'll tell him what he's doing wrong too. All right, uh, other side of this game, Nelson. I mean. He's gotten the walks down a little bit here over the last month or so, which was one of his biggest issues. Um, really struggled with lefties early on. Now he's really struggling with righties, and he's been better against lefties. I cannot figure out Nelson. His his advanced stats are just bad, giving up massive like barrel percentages here. I mean, I'm not. I don't think this is a spot I want to play Nelson against the Mets. I don't either. Um, like I said, it's it's the ballpark upgrade going from City Field. Um, to Chase Field in Arizona is is a, a massive upgrade. I don't think Nelson's very good. Like you said, he's he's been getting okay results, but the underlying stuff is is not very pretty. Um, there is some strikeout upside, but the Mets don't strike out a ton, so I don't I don't think there's enough upside here. Um, there's other cheap pitchers. Like I think I'd prefer Crawford over Nelson. Um, I know it's a tough matchup against Texas, but I just think he has a little bit more strikeout upside. Um, I, and if anything else, I'm just going to find a way to get up to Bradish, who I who I actually do like. No, I don't think I'm playing Nelson here on the slate. Um, I'm not. Let's talk bats. Bats in this game are great. Um, starting with the Mets side, I mean, a full stack I think is super playable here. Alonzo, Lindor, Nemo would be my favorite, and then I would just kind of build from there, uh, depending on who's in, who's out of the lineup, like. Tommy Pham, um, if he hits up towards the top of the lineup, even against a righty, I would have some interest in him. Alvarez has a bunch of power at catcher. Um, big ballpark upgrade, like you mentioned. I think this is a great spot for the Mets. Yeah, I, I do as well. Um, and they're not over, like, none of them are too expensive. Alonzo at 5,200, I, I wouldn't mind paying 6K for him in this spot against a low strikeout pitcher. Um, Lindor's have, having a fine season. He's only 4,900. We've seen him above 5K often. Nimmo, um, Alvarez at catcher, really like his price. Plenty of, of pop there. Fam at 3,400. I think it's it's pretty easy. I, I'll, I'll full stack the Mets for sure. 
Um, Arizona is another team that I really like. Carrasco is hittable. Um, I mean, they've been fantastic this season. They've been one of the better offenses. Definitely one of the biggest, like, shocking offenses this year. Perdomo's been just phenomenal. Evan Longoria has found the fountain of youth. Um, Corbin Carroll, Christian Walker, Gary L has been great against righties. Like, uh, again, like, uh, I mean, I think stacking this whole game and um, someone in chat says, when's the last time Mets won a slate? I mean, you ain't wrong. Um, it's going to be Thursday. I, I mean, this whole <laughs> this whole game is fantastic. Yeah, I, I love the Arizona side here, too. Um, just I'm not afraid of Carrasco anymore. The skills have declined greatly. Uh, Corbin Carroll is one of the best hitters in baseball. He's a shoe in for rookie of the year at this point, unless like hopefully he stays healthy. Otherwise, I think he's got the rookie of the year pretty much locked up. Love Perdomo at the top of the order. Phil's middle infield. Um, if Marte's back in there, he's he's fantastic. Love the power from Walker. Like this is just a, a great matchup here against Carrasco. Love Arizona. Um, yeah, I mean, I got nothing else to add on this one. I, I think this is a phenomenal game. I don't agree. I mean, I, I hope the Mets, um, get it going though, man. All right. We finish it out. Pittsburgh, Adelaide, taking on the Dodgers eight and a half total. The Dodgers, a two forty five favorite here. Oviedo, um, Urias. Let's talk Oviedo first. What are your thoughts here on Oviedo pitching against the Dodgers? He's facing one of the best teams in baseball. He has a below average strikeout rate. There's no chance I'm playing him today. You never know. Um, <laughs> you have to ask the question, right? Yeah, I mean, that's my job, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not playing him either. I, okay. I am on the fence. Now that, like, we have a couple other pitchers at the top to add in here, I'm on the fence on Urias. He's coming back from injury. He only threw 66 pitches last time out. It's the last start before the All-Star break. I would be absolutely shocked if he throws 85-plus pitches in this spot. Yeah, I mean, when we open up the slate, and even, like you said, before getting Framber, I think it makes it a, a much easier fade. It, it lowers his ownership for sure also. But, like, I, it's a decent spot. But the strikeouts have been down this season for him. He's, he's below 23% on the year. He's not going deep into games, and it's not like he's going to be unowned. I think he's he's still going to pick up. It's a short slate. He's still going to pick up around twenty percent ownership, probably. So, if he's down in that like ten percent range, maybe I'm more interested. I'm just re I'm really worried about the upside because the strikeouts have been down, and he just doesn't have the leash that that like even Eovaldi is going to go hundred pitches. Yeah, he has a tough matchup against uh, Boston in Fenway Park, but you never know. Like he could he could have a ceiling game. I just I don't see how Urias has the ceiling game, given that the leash is short, the strikeout rate has been down. Now he has occasionally seen massive strikeout games in the past. Just coming back from injury, missed almost a month and a half. I just I don't think I'm ready to jump on board yet. I I prefer the other other guys up here, and with having three, like I think Kirby and. Um, Oh, why am I losing the name now? Kirby and Fran Valdez are going to be the the chalkier guys. I think Eovaldi's a decent pivot, and I, I would go to Eovaldi before I go to Arias. Uh, Pittsburgh bats. I mean, I don't expect them to pitch deep enough into this game for me to like get excited about playing some of these right-handed bats. Um, I will say, like, Nick Gonzalez, he just keeps hitting. Um, 
Henry Davis, we know he has some big upside eventually. Um, I just, man, I, I want to, um, I want to Keith. I mean, maybe I do just, you know, if, if Pittsburgh's going to be low owned, I just in the back of my head, it's more of just going, Hey, I mean, I got to respect a little bit about the Dodgers bullpen, but honestly, like I, I hadn't realized their bullpen has dropped so much. They're almost a bottom five bullpen now. Yeah. I was going to say the, they're, they've actually been pretty bad this year, which is surprising. I know the first month of the season, they were like 11th and now they're 25th, 20. Yeah. 25th. A couple of guys who had awesome years. I can't. Uh, I think it's Vespia is his name. Got sent down earlier this year. He was awesome for them last year. Just lights out and has been awful this season. Um, they've got a couple of guys who have done things like that. Um, what are your thoughts on the Pittsburgh bats? Yeah, I mean, I do have respect for Urias as a pitcher. He's he's one of the better pitchers in baseball when he's right. He has trouble staying healthy. Um, I, I think at this point I'm willing to take shots. Pittsburgh's really cheap. Um, like McCutcheon at 4,200, I'm, I'm having interest in chasing a home run there or something. It, I don't think I would full stack them uh, because Urias is probably going four or five innings for sure here. And then you do have a weak bullpen behind him, but I'm, I'm concerned about upside. So probably more of a mini stack, a three-man for me. But Pittsburgh's pricing is, is intriguing. Carlos Santana is having a resurgence of power from out of nowhere, basically. Um, don't mind him. Castro has hit lefties really well, so I think he could f- he could find a home run off of Urias. Connor Joe is fine against lefties. Love the the Henry Davis call, 2,700. Uh, and Nick Gonzalez is 2,600. You have like four legitimate guys at, at 3,200, five legitimate guys, 3,200 or less. I'm not full stacking them because I don't know if the ceiling is there, but I can certainly find a, a value three-man stack to uh, find a way to pay up for my my full stack. All right. Um, for Dodgers bats, I mean, again, it just it feels like they continue to be like <laughs> – they just continue to be like one of the top hitter, like stacks every single night, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, this is an awesome spot for them. Oviedo is not a guy that we're afraid of. Um, strikeout rate below 20%, and the Dodgers are amazing. Yes, they're expensive, but we, we've talked about plenty of cheap pitching. There's plenty of cheap bats that you can find. E- even stacking this game and using a premium Dodgers expensive stack, a cheap Pittsburgh three-man, and then two mid-range, mid-range pitchers, I'm pretty sure that fits together really nicely. Um, but yeah, the, the Dodgers are in one of the best spots of the night. Uh, Betts is 6,500, but he still has second base eligibility love that we can play him in the middle infield um freeman at 6300 is is tough like just his power's falling off a little bit i don't love playing freeman um but i'm certainly willing to use him in a dodger stack the overpriced uh actually probably lowers his ownership so a good way to differentiate i would say love will smith uh, Muncy is down at 5,100. This is a fantastic spot for Max Muncy against Oviedo here. And then you have cheap outfielders, Outman, Peralta, Hayward, um, and Vargas, if he's in there too. Like, because you can fit a couple of cheap outfielders, throw in your three premium bats, like the Dodger stack is like, they're, they're the top overall stack on the slate. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely another. I, I mean, I, I think like there's like, two or three teams that you can consider like top stacks today. Um, and Dodgers are up there. 
Um, sorry, I got super distracted. Um, someone in NASCAR Discord posted that DraftKings is running a four dollar one fifty entry max tournament this week. Um, beautiful, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it would be beautiful if it wasn't fifteen k to first and six hundred dollars to tenth. Um, I was gonna say, what is the payout <laughs> structure? Because when they first started this three dollar uh-huh. mini max at the payout structure for baseball the three the payout structure was awful it's getting a little better now that they're like reducing the size of it a little bit but it's still pretty bad anyway morning grind game got distracted <laughs> here we go morning grind we're we're talking some baseball over 8k or under 8k just kidding under 8k to get six or more strikeouts who do you got today it's bradish um around league average for the strikeouts this year has a, a Tough matchup against New York. A little bit of risk there, uh, but also a high upside strikeout matchup. So love Bradish at 7,200 today. I think DraftKings, for what it's worth, could fill a million-dollar contest for $4 at Daytona. Over 8K to score under 15. Oh, I guess I got to give out mine. I mushed this guy (laughs) so hard. Um, I feel like Nelson. Um, Honestly, outside of Bradish, I don't think anybody else gets there. Um, So I'm just going to say, hey. There you go. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? I'm going to go Urias. I just the I mentioned the strikeouts being down, and he's not quite fully stretched out. So um, pretty good spot for him to go under 15. Uh, that was my pick as well. I'll go Eovaldi. Tough matchup against the Red Sox strikeout-wise. He probably still gets over 15 in this spot, but per the game rules, we got to pick somebody. Uh, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got going yard today? Give me Jose Ramirez. I just have no faith that Jordan Lyles can limit any damage. Um, he is the one guy in this Cleveland lineup I know I will have exposure to, regardless of his ownership. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to go to Gunnar Henderson against the Yankees. Um, love the matchup against Severino. Love the ballpark for the Baltimore lefties today. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's the cheap bat that you like today? Give me Josh Outman. He's coming back to life a little bit here recently. Um Matchup against Oviedo, who really struggles with lefties. So really like the Dodgers in this spot and the cheap outfielders are going to be a way to make everything work. I'm going to go Colton Kowser, assuming that he's back in the lineup again. 2K, too cheap. Uh, Stack to score six or more runs today. Who do you got? Give me the I so I, I'll say that I do I lo- love Cleveland. If they're going to be the chalk of the slate, then I'm going to find ways to get away from them. Like Stevie said, they're not an elite offense by any means, um, but they do have an elite elite matchup. So I'll play ownership with Cleveland. If I need to pivot, I absolutely love the Diamondbacks against Carrasco. He he just doesn't have much left. This Diamondbacks team is still underrated. There's a lot of good hitters in this D back lineup. Um. Man, I'm gonna go Baltimore. I guess it's just a full-on Baltimore game for me today. Um, really like the Orioles today. Love Keith, it. any final thoughts before we get out of here? Short slate, but lots of interesting decisions still. I think you've got three really solid pitchers in the top range. You've got some cheap pitching to to sort through. But like maybe Bybee gets lost on this slate. I don't like. There's that. It's actually a solid slate for pitching, despite only being the five games. It's very interesting. Um, that's for sure. So, six games, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Just that many. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna get out of here. Hope everyone has a fantastic Thursday. We'll be back Friday. If you were curious about where the morning grind was on Wednesday morning, I forgot to hit save. Um, that's on me. It'll be up. If it's ever not up, 
it we are live on YouTube and you can go on Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube and go to and you can see the podcast on there and you can um I know a lot of people would rather listen to it podcast form, but if you ever wonder what happened? I just forgot to hit safe. <laughs> um, it happens. Listen, I was so tired last night when we recorded. Um, so, yeah, it was my bad. But we're back tomorrow talking baseball. Have a fantastic Thursday. We'll see you then.